Hi, um, Future Paul here. Um, there's a lot of detail to gore in this, so if you have a sick stomach or you're not into that, I suggest clicking off. However, if you are into that, then, well, this is the podcast for you. Anyways, enough of me talking, and if you are still willing to continue, enjoy your podcast. Goodbye. Hello, and welcome to the Jack and Paul podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Paul Reynolds. And I'm your other co-host, Jack Prince. Ooh, and today we have a very scary episode. Because... We'll late to it. Well, yeah, I mean... It's November 3rd. Second. No, if you were, this comes out. Well, 3rd. no, it's going to be November 3rd for... The, it doesn't matter, man. <laughs> All right, but today is supposed to be our Halloween theme episode, despite it being November second, which is cool. Dude, I've been hearing things all day. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you said that like two days ago. <laughs> no, I know, but like I've been hearing like ran, like ran, like random shouting and stuff. Is it is it our shadow demons? Speaking of shadow demons. <laughs> But today, see, see what I did there. <laughs> Speaking of shadow demons, you know what else happens to shadows? Rage Shadow Legends, the sponsor of this video. No, I'm joking. Oh my God, I swear to God, I swear to God. <laughs> Jack, are you tripping? No tripping, man. <laughs> no, but, but but before we talk about anything, can we talk about uh, our shadow demon idea? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, this episode is going to be scary themed. So if you want to get into the mood, turn off all your lights. And if it's morning time, we can't really tell you what to do. So uh, try to make your own environment, I guess. Uh, so that's all I really had to say. All right. Are you ready, Chuck? Mm-hmm. Are we going to you start off the uh, Shadow Demon story? All right. Um, so basically... November 1st, so yesterday, me and Jack were just casually chilling, and he told me about um, a video that his uh, friend showed him, and it was uh, about the Halloween event called uh, Hulloween, I think, right? Yeah, and he was telling me about like um, one of the shorts that he watched, and that he found it really creepy, and it was called Hug. Now, if you have YouTube, uh, you can look up uh, Hug short film Halloween, and it is very terrifying. <laughs> and Jack was just waiting for me to jump, which I did. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because I know some of you might want to watch it, but um, we were talking about that. And then, I don't know, me being making everything about me because that's probably what i do and jack's pov Uh, i wonder what that's like (laughs) um we decided to um, make our own uh like if we were to participate in halloween like what short film would we do should we okay no 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 full send full send unless if you're if unless if you don't want to tell it jack no, 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 tell it, tell it. Oh, okay. Oh, am I, am I, am I telling about it? No, uh, I was just wondering, like, if you wanted to keep it a secret or not. No, 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 no. All right. So, basically, 
Um, it's kind of a working progress, but we named our short film Wii. Yes, Mario Kart Wii. Not that Wii, except it's W-E. Wii. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> Wii Wii, you know? <laughs> Shout out if you're French. Anyways, <laughs> so basically it takes place, I don't know, California, because why not? And uh, it's like uh, this nine-year-old girl who's like really into track and field and um, she does like after school track and she's doing like the baton thing. And the problem is she keeps on um, not giving out like the, I mean, you guys know what the relay race is. She, she's like not yeah. giving like the baton, baton to the other person. So after like uh, their practice is over, the coach like pulls him aside. And then like, uh, she says like, there's no uh there's no you or there's no i in team and then you know of course this nine-year-old uh she snaps back uh but there's a me in team and then like i guess like she's like uh whatever that's fine um but you gotta remember you gotta you gotta pass it to the people when uh you're running or else we'll get disqualified and that would be bad and she's like all right so then after that uh she's uh walking home because uh oh i forgot to say where it takes place um she was uh practicing at school of course and uh her house is like really close to uh, school so she's walking home and you know she's casually doing her stuff she's on her iphone 12 s plus because that's the world that we live in now. Yep, that she has an iPhone S12 Plus. She and she's nine. Yes, nine year old. And as she's uh she finally makes it to her house and she's about to like unlock her door with her face scanning because that's the modern society we live in. <laughs> and she feels this breeze behind her and she turns around. And all right, um, she turns around and it's her, but it's her, but she's like completely like pitch black and it just has hollow circle eyes and where her eyes would go. Now, when the person is watching this, immediately chills down your spine. I mean, you would be terrified too if you saw yourself but completely pitch black and just white hollow dots for eyes. Wouldn't you? Oh yeah. Cause you and me had both had nightmares about it. That's for sure. We scared ourselves of our own idea. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was terrifying. I had to sleep with a little, uh, I had to have the light on till like 1am when I, I summed up the courage to turn it off. Yeah. That night, I, I swear, like before I went to bed, I heard a noise and I, I just, the first thought I had was I'm dead. Goodbye. I'm out. Yeah, dude, I've been hearing, I've been hearing noises like crazy, but we, we got to tell them about the time. Like I, I, as soon as we stopped talking about it, the little. We're, yeah, hold on. We're, uh, let me tell the story first and then we'll get right, there. Okay. So uh, she's, uh, she sees like herself, but you know, pitch black. I knew you were going to do that eventually. And yep. I don't like that I knew that. Well, <laughs> Please that stop, dude. Episode. No. 
It's the tradition now. I don't want it to be episode, a tradition. I don't want it be <laughs> being a tradition. Happened in the first episode. It's gonna happen. In the, oh, even in saying. the Halloween episode, dude. Like, come on. Oh yeah, it's gonna happen in the Christmas one too. Oh man, that's gonna be like a two-hour one of us opening presents. It'll be cool. <laughs> but anyways, uh, she's uh, she's looking at herself, but pitch black and like white dots for eyes, and she's like. She's like same things like hello, um, who are you? <laughs> I don't know, uh, whatever a nine-year-old uh, Southern California girl sounds like. And um, the the thing doesn't respond, and then she blinks and she's gone. And she's like, uh, I "Wonder what that's like." Are you gonna do that to me every time? <laughs> so funny because it's so true it is my impression yeah that's what i always say <sighs> i wonder what that's wonder like, what that's like. <laughs> i'm gonna tell him about that after this <laughs> so then she like goes inside with her i don't know family and you know her house is very fancy because why not then you know while she's doing her house stuff, like, uh, I don't know, doing chores, she keeps on, like, looking down, like, I don't know, six feet apart because social distancing. And she's she's there, you know? Yeah, I don't know. She's doing chores. She looks behind her. There. She's playing with her dino tr- dinos and monster trucks, and she's there. So now the creepiest part of it, would you say so, Jack? Yeah. Yep. So finally she's she's like, you know, she's like, oh man, I've been I've been feeling so weird throughout the whole day. I, I need to go to bed. So she she falls asleep. Then I guess it goes to a quick transition. It's I don't know, like two AM, three AM. And uh, she wakes up in a, in a cold sweat. Like, like Jack woke up in a cold sweat. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to tell about that. <laughs> and this is, so she wakes up in a cold sweat, but nothing is happening in her room. Nothing has changed. It's silent, a little too silent. Literally, nothing is happening. And, you know, she's, like, looking around the room. She's scanning around. She's wondering what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'd probably make, like, a, hmm. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> she becomes a Minecraft villager. Huh. <laughs> hmm, there's nothing here. Oh. <laughs> but anyways, it's completely silent for like 10 seconds. She blinks again, and there's five of the peop- five of the same people that she saw when she was about to go in the house, and they're located around her bed in a C-like shape because, you know, everyone's bed is like pinned up against like a wall. Just like imagine like a C around your bed filled with five shadows 
and she starts really panicking like you should. And, you know, she's in peak distress. Her parents can't hear her because um, their blankets are like under the door, there's like blankets. And that's like blocking like the outside noise. And also they just can't hear her because magic. I don't know. So she, they start getting like super close, like all up in her business, not social distancing. And there's and, no consent to. Yeah, I know. It's well, I mean, it's her, but it doesn't matter. Her did not give her herself consent. Exactly. So, like, she and like right before they're about to touch her, she blinks, they're gone. Now, you freaking sweating harder than ever, about to make a whole pool of sweat, just sprints out. And, and this mm-hmm. is where, you know, Jack's smartest mind comes in play. Yeah, this is my idea. The big brainer of all time. So she runs out in panic. She almost falls down the stairs, but I don't know. Mm-hmm, She's fine, mm-hmm, I guess. Maybe she can yeah, fall I mean, down I, the stairs. In I the was short like, we, we could change that. We could change that. <laughs> <laughs> so she walks out with, I don't know, like bruises, scars, a broken leg, most likely. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Fall, just, just falls down one one stair. <laughs> breaks the leg immediately <laughs> leg is completely detached <laughs> falls off oh oh well dang that sucks just skippity a hop, skippity scop <laughs> so she she's outside and you know it's like it's like i don't know it's not windy but it's very cold so she has to like she's like huddled up in like a jacket and whatnot and she um uh she's uh right next to the kern river because this is where it's going to take place and she's um she's at the kern river and she's looking down at like the river i've said river like five times in one sentence and she sees the shadow that's been following her the one that has been trapping her and this ending, you could take it however you want, but she looks down in the river and she sees the shadow that's been following her. Then, to another perspective, she looks across the river after looking down at the river and she sees her normally. Then it cuts to the person across the river who looks normally and she sees herself normally, but Behind her are 10 different um, shadow versions of herself. And it slowly fades to black as you, as you hear, I guess like a hit or a slash fades to black. And that's her short story. Now, Jack is not gonna respond because well, he's kind of gone and now he's back. But that's our short story. So if you could some way leave a comment telling us what you think, we'd like to know. And if you can't, well, I mean, you could just keep it to yourself, I guess. But that's a story that me and Jack made and we're still working on and stuff. But after me and Jack, uh, we said that story, 
we just got completely terrified. It, you're muted. You know why? You know why? You know why? We got scared. Scare, scarified. Actually, yeah, we, we got scarified. Yeah, we got um, scarified. Because, well, uh, we weren't really scared of it at first. But then after we start, stopped talking about it, there was a little knocking. It sounded like this. On Paul's wall. And you have no idea how scared I was. He <laughs> oh saw my God. face. Yeah, I've never seen Paul more scared in my it life. It was panic. It was like, fear. Like face went like from like like happiness of like like a lot of like laughing red face, pale white, pale white, like in an instant. It was in like like the like oh. I mean, you I heard it. Too. I heard it. I heard it too. And you you were freaking out. You're like, what was, the heck? That that was so creepy. Like we were, we just stopped talking about it, and you just heard a. My gosh, my heart stopped beating for like three seconds. I thought I was just gonna die. I was just gonna. Like, I was well, just, this is it. It's been fun. I was gonna get Thanos snapped out of the humanitarian race. <laughs> oh man, it was great. So after the knocking happened, it was just a rabbit hole getting scared for no reason. Jack spent like 10 minutes making sure that all the lights are on and that he wasn't going to get. God, dude. Okay, so what happens is my parents turn out all of the lights in uh, in the house when when we go to bed. Now, this raised some problems. Sounded like a little bit of a Morgan Freeman there. Now, this raised some pro- some, pro- some problems in the Prince household. But uh what we uh so they went they were they were already in bed when me and Paul were talking about this. So uh, I got up and I turned on the hall lights, the uh, washing, the washing room light, my lights, my other lights in my office, and uh, my bathroom light, just to use the restroom. That was only to use the bathroom. Then I turned them all off and ran back into my room. It was terrifying. Then waited about like an hour and a half to turn off the lights in my in my own room. And then I went to bed and then woke up at like 4 a.m. in a cold sweat. And you just started freaking out, I, I just bet. was kind of like, I, oh my gosh, do you know how, this is how I looked in, in bed. This is this is legitimately how, how I looked. <laughs> you always see this. <laughs> it starts looking around, <laughs> panicking, panicking. Quickly jumps back to bed. <laughs> Sounds about accurate. Literally, because I had the I like the only thing that like I knew would save would save me from these demons. And I know I sound like a nerd for saying it. Dunder Dunder Mifflin Paper Incorporated. Yep. Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. For uh, sure. You know, the office just had to watch, watch that. But my Xbox was on the other side of the room. So I was in bed in a cold sweat. I rip off the cut the covers and bolt over to the, uh, to the Xbox and TV and turn it on, then bolt back to my bed and get back in bed. And then I reach over and see that my Xbox controller is on the couch on the other side of the room. <laughs> well, I, I mean, did the whole routine again. Well, no, I find it really funny that the same time you woke up was the same time she woke up. <laughs> <laughs> 
and we shut up about it now because I already knew then. <laughs> I already knew that's what made me freak out. <laughs> You're like, oh gosh, <laughs> repeating history. No, it's like a death wish. Like we just like it was like it was like we were summoning demons. Oh man, it was great. But that was our story. Now, Jack, you said you wanted to tell a story to the audience. Is that correct? Yeah. Well. No, it's not really a scary story, but it's uh, there's this house on my street that does really cool Halloween every, every year. I'm really glad they kept, they kept it going this year, but they have like the coolest Halloween de- uh, decorations. And usually they set up their garage to be a band area for, ske- for skeletons. They have these animatronic skeletons that play instruments in their garage. And they sing Halloween songs. It's super cool. And uh, this year they closed the, gra- the garage though and put up a tapestry, like, like like just a white a white blanket and a projector to make it seem like that was a giant doorway or or a window. Have you ever heard of the movie Trick or Treat? That's that's a movie, Trick or Treat. Look up a picture of it, Trick or Treat. You'll recognize the uh, main character immediately. Uh, but. Yeah. So um, they had this projector to make it seem like it was the inside of a person's house. Now, inside, this is maybe one of the most horrifying things I remember I've I ever saw. Oh, gosh. So uh, I'm going to let you all know if this might get, um, this might get a little graphic. Uh, so if you get it, stomach, if you want to know. It's a little, if you've got a queasy stomach or, you know, just skip ahead a bit. Um, so say, please tell me you're not thinking of the scene I'm thinking of. Oh, it's not a scene from the movie. They made they made a whole different scene for Halloween. Oh, no. So uh, there's this kid, right? And uh, he blew out a pumpkin, stepped on it. Different kid's pumpkin. Now, Sam didn't like this. Sam is the main character of Trick or Treat, the killer of Trick or Treat. Uh, Sam, then, then you see the outline of Sam's helmet, like, like kind of mask. Hanging from the ceiling above him. The kid looks up and Sam grabs him and puts him up and then the blinds close and you only see a silhouette of what happens. What happened? Sam repeatedly stabs and cuts open a, this child. <laughs> repeatedly. There's blood splattering on the curtains and like there's some real crazy stuff happening. Then all the lights turn off. Should this be our first explicit episode? Hey, hey, hey. yes, yeah. <laughs> and then the blinds open, and the lights turn turn back on, and it's just Sam. It's just Sam staring directly at you. And then he leans over, picks up the kid's head. The head has been hollowed out. Puts the head on the table. Lights a candle inside of it. And he made a jack-o'-lantern out of the kid's head. Yeah. And then so, and, and then the blinds close and there's a message on the wall that says trigger treat. It was a like 20 second ho- like sh- horror short film. It was oh man. 
So did they only do that like one time or did they repeat it over and over? What's up? Did they only do it one time or did they um, repeat it over and over? Oh, they had different videos of different events. All oh. with the, the Sam Carrier character. Here's oh. one with an adult male who was, you know, doing what he does on Halloween. Trick or treat. Uh, no, no, he was giving out candy to kids. Oh, yes. So he comes in, doesn't see any more, any more kids coming up. So he blows out his uh, jack, his jack-o'-lantern, puts down the candy, candy, and uh, walks away. Then Sam comes, and lights up the jack-o'-lantern again. Then runs away. Then the old man comes back, sees old that the man? jack-o'-lantern. I'd say around early sixties, late fifties. Oh, okay. Not that old. Uh, the man comes back sees that the jack-o'-lantern is, uh, is lit up. He distinctly remembers that he blew out the jack-o'-lantern. Then he, then, then, then he looks up. Exactly the same, the same thing. Sam is on the ceiling. Grab, 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 grabs him. The blinds close. Some even more very graphic uh, killing of him chopping off limbs, his head. Okay. Stabbing him repeat repeatedly. Great. Blood splattering on the curtains. Of course. Then the lights go out. Curtains open back up. The lights turn, turn, so turn they back just on. do it with different Except people. Except this time, it wasn't a jack o' lantern. His limbs, including his head, were hanging from the ceiling by Christmas lights. Mm. <laughs> they, were dri- they were dripping of blood and. The, in- the intestines and uh, you know meat from his thighs and his arms. Then the then the then the curtains close and it says, "Don't blow out your jack your jack your jack o' lantern in blood." Merry Christmas, more like mature Christmas. Holy crap! <laughs> Krampus, look out! Jeez, oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. Keep keep in mind there were legitimate four year olds. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. What if, what if like a parent is like? Happen. Well, no, that's what I was about to say. Like, what if a parent's like strolling their child? He's like a little pumpkin, like a three year old pumpkin, and he looks over at the house. He's like, "Mommy, I want to go to that house." The show starts playing, <laughs> and it looks real too, because they make it look like it's like a real like a window. My gosh, I wish I went to your neighborhood. Holy crap. Dude, our neighborhood got that. That, that, that. That's like the only good house that has like the best candy and they have the best stuff every year. They have all these like standees of things. It's awesome. But that was the most intense thing I've seen. Like I've seen like Demon Girl, but like before cha- like ch- chasing around people in their in their windows, right? But I've never seen her kill them. I just seen like a, like a like a cha- like a cha- like a chase scene. But this time it was like intense and gory. Now all of my friends' react reaction to, to to this that were there were like, kind of like, huh, 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 like kind of like trying to not see it. And I'm, I know I sound so weird when I say this, but I was up front staring at it, going, "Gnarly man, that's sick! Oh, that's so cool!" Honestly, I feel like that's what I do too. I always make like the huh, sounds, but I really want to watch it. 
Oh, I think it's on it's on YouTube if you want to find it, but not but not the exact one. Yeah, but uh, wow, that's <laughs> you had a great neighborhood, man. Oh man, <sighs> I wish I knew what that was like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was Let's talk about that. Let's perfect talk about that opportunity, man. Let's talk about that for a second. Go ahead. Actually, no. I just told about all that. You you can talk about yourself with this phrase. <laughs> so, my iconic quote, as you could probably guess, <sighs> I wish I knew what that was like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, our good friend Tori on episode one. You should go check it out right now. And um, Jack, you know, the co-host, that guy. Yeah, it's me. Uh, they were talking. <laughs> they were doing an impression of me. And the first thing that they both said is, uh, I wish I knew I what, what that that's was like. like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, they're spot on. <laughs> yeah. I can't even lie with it. It's pretty accurate. I would try to find up one for Jack, but I don't have the power to do that. It'd just you just be... gotta scream into your microphone. No, it'd just be something like, "Have you seen the Office?" Oh, let me tell you about the Office. Okay, so an episode. In in the sixth episode of of, of season five, uh, Dale jumps in... Andy. <laughs> oh, you will not believe what happened to Michael. You have no idea. Let me tell you about that right now. Let me just go on a three hour rant of what happens with Michael in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's my best impression i got nothing else <laughs> oh man that's now cool. the elephant in the room for this episode when you hear the br- the, br- the british cannons go boom guns and horses are retreating my man cape keep eating sorry right. here comes the general rise up <laughs> all right what was that Nothing. No, no, no. What was that? That was the weirdest. <laughs> I didn't hear what you just said. <laughs> Rise up. Who just had an impression of Paul? What? Who is that an, imp- an impression of? I don't know. Oh, I think you do. <laughs> I don't, man. You speak about God himself, boy. No, I, I don't. Now, let me go on a three-hour rant about Lin-Manuel Miranda and how he's the best human being on the face I of the earth. I wasn't making fun of him, dude. That's not even what he sounds only, like only to me. Only second in line of Fringo Star. <laughs> this, don't, don't, don't. This even. is out of the podcast, Jack. You better get off this subject right now. Don't even. Jack, my mom made the mark. <laughs> you know who's right and who's wrong. I know I'm right. Jack, you, 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 majority you rule. It's me. democracy. You it's democracy. Can come for me, Tammy. <laughs> Guess what? Dude, how dare you tell my mom's name? No, don't. I know I'm right. Well, at least my mom's name isn't Jennifer. What's wrong with that? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what that's like. <laughs> All right, now. We we were not planning to do this. We were planning to do r slash Reddit. We were gonna do um Reddit scary stories on r slash no sleep. Any 
anything you want to say? No, oh, I thought I thought you were I thought you you were gonna go first. Oh yeah. So without further ado, let me put on my audio changer. Let the scary stories to begin. All right. I'm I done. hope that that audio change changer yeah, works. Okay, now. tell me if that works, please. I I I wanted to see if it works for a long time. All right. So let me uh, just share my screen real quick so that you can follow along with me. All right, here we are. Are you ready? He robbed a house last night. Sorry. I robbed a house last night and found something I can't explain inside. Don't, don't, don't. I haven't read this, so I have no clue what to expect. I'm just as confused as you are. <laughs> the first line, I rob houses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll read this out. <laughs> I rob houses. Look, I'm not a bad person. I lost my job, and I don't have enough <laughs> to feed my th three kids. Jesus, just get another job, dude. I only target big, rich houses. Cloud house. Whose owners are clearly up to their ears. Cloudhouse. Mm -hmm. I don't break in a house. Cloudhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. I only target big rich houses whose owners are clearly up to their ears and money. I don't break in houses of kids. Swing sets in the backyard is an immediate deal breaker. I don't carry a gun or any kind of weapon because there's too much risk. I'll get scared and hurt someone. This is just a temporary thing for my wife, for my kids, to survive. My latest target was a huge mansion on the north of town, and it was the perfect house to rob, placed at the end of a lonely road, far from neighbors and witnesses, and it was clear the owners had a ton of money. The house had all the extras, a captain's walk overlooking the front yard, a massive deck in the back, and several bay windows. I'd driven by the house repeatedly over the past few days to get a sense of their schedule. It was a man and a woman, the man tall and stocky, the woman a short blonde. I've seen them through the dining room window a few times, eating expensive steak and drinking red wine under a crystal chandelier. Honestly, seeing all that wealth filled me with anger. How many people could they feed if they just sold one of their beautiful paintings or that painted vase that had its own table in the corner. I guess I'd soon find out. I rolled up at the house at 1 a.m., smiling at how much money I would make. Maybe I would even have some leftover. I could buy Aiden that toy GP Royal wanted, or get Maggie something nice. How long? Maggie? Come on, Aiden and Maggie? Maggie Simpson? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, this is the Simpsons? Simpsons <laughs> alternate reality. <laughs> This is just like Homer's like just super like Homer went into story. robbery because he can't afford to have the house. <laughs> they had to eat the dog a few days ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Dude, that was dark. Come on, man. <laughs> this is the Halloween episode. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's still going to be explicit. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh. How long had it been since I've given her a gift, since she's really enjoyed herself? I climbed out of the car and pulled the hat low over my forehead, pulled on my gloves, got the large bag out of my back seat. Then I slunk. Ooh, that's really slunk. cool. Slunk? Slunk? Not, sn not, not, not snuck. Or, I slunk. Or, 
slunk. Slunk. That's a cool name. Ren I slunk through the grass quietly past the immersed window in her study. So far, so good. I slid my lockpick and set out. After several minutes, I heard the familiar satisfying clink. I stepped inside. The house is quiet and dark. I slipped out my flashlight and flicked it on. White light bounced across the marble floor, sparkling in the crystals of the chandelier. I glanced around, forming a plan. That painting, the vase, and... My eyes lit up as I noticed a woman's purse hanging on the chair. Jackpot. The unmistakable... <laughs> Jack, please. I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> Jackpot. Jackpot. The unmistakable LV of Louis Vuitton grazed its grazed its surface, nearly giggling. <laughs> I grabbed it and slung it over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. No way. I couldn't steal all the stuff in I'm joking. <laughs> no, wait. I couldn't steal all the stuff inside. Phones and tablets of tracking devices, credit cards that could be traced through their charges, it was too risky. I emptied the contents on the dining room table. It was surprisingly empty. Tissues, a tube of lipstick, a phone, and a wallet. I picked up the wallet, pulled out three 20s inside, then set the wallet back down. Wait. I froze. Picked the wallet back up, flipped it open. The driver's license was in the transparent pocket. A woman stared up in front of me from the small photo, but even in the darkness of the house, I could see it. She was brunette. Yet the woman I seen in the house is blonde. My heart that's started. Not, that's, that's not strange. That's just honestly, the man that's, che- that, that's just cheating on his wife. Or maybe she just, I don't know, dyed her hair as soon as she took her driving photo. Yeah. That's no big deal. My heart started to pound. I scanned the rest's license. Height, 5'8", eyes, brown. I aimed the flashlight beam on the photo, studying the woman's face. Hard to tell if it was the same woman. I've only seen her from a distance. I set it back on the table. A feeling of unease in my gut. Okay, what else? I glanced into the kitchen. Kitchen. Frick. I knew I was going to mess up. And some of the other houses I'd broken into, they had silverware. Real silverware. Like, literally knives and forks made out of silver. Not being even a few pieces would give me some good cash. I stepped inside. The room was dimly lit. From the blue light on their super fancy refrigerator, I crept forward around the immersed granite island, wrapped my fingers around the carved material metal handle, and tucked. What? Empty. I opened another drawer, then another. They were all empty. A terrible feeling settled inside me. Just take what you need and get out. I walked back to the kitchen, back into the foyer. A pain hung on the wall, set in a gilded frame depicting from a rolling ocean under a stormy sky. I grabbed the sides and lifted. It was heavier than I expected, but I was able to lift it off the hook and shove it into my bag. How big is your bag? Yeah, holy God. You shoved it into the bag. It's like Santa Claus over here. I'm just imagining this like being like a five foot nine painting. Like (laughs) it's probably like really small, but still. Anyways, okay, the purse is easily 1,000. They're paying probably at least 500. That should be enough for a few months. How is the purse more expensive than the painting? 
Does that make any sense to you? That makes no Check. no no sense. To In me. case if you can, uh, re- I'm 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 guessing this is like a small painting. Still though. And mind you, the purse is Louis Vuitton. That's a good point. All right. I turned around to leave when my eyes caught in the vase. It sat in the corner, perched on a small table, no flowers in it. Apparently it's too good for things that grew in the dirt. The neck was bright base and the beautiful shade of jade green. Tiny looping handles on either side sparkled gold. And in the center, a painted woman poured water from a jug. I walked over to it, my heart pounding from my chest. Slowly, I lifted it from its perch. Something rattled inside. I froze. Every hair stood on end. I brought it up to my face, examining the woman. The curls of gold. Just leave it. The the voice inside me screamed. You have enough. Leave it. Get out of here. I tipped it over. Two nickels rolled out. I let out a breath. I didn't even realize I'd been holding. Then I let out a laugh. (laughs) A soft hiss through my teeth. But I really thought, wait. Wait, hold on. What? I really thought something scary was in here? Like what? Bone? A finger? A tried up rotten human heart? That's what you thought of? Stupid. Stupid. Yo, mama, so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) In that channel. I had had to say that because as some of you know, they aired their last episode yeah. yesterday. It's an end of an era. But now anyway. they're starting a new channel called Joe Mama. So what I suggested is that all right. I'll tell you my opinion after that. I threw the vase in the bag. Now really get out of here. But I glanced across the hall. The door at the end hung open. I could see the edge of a bed, a fancy wooden post, and beyond it, something glistening on the vanity table. Jewelry? Jewelry? Before, Sorry, I, I, thought of, I, thought before I could stop myself, my feet were moving forward. Yeah, that's walking. I grabbed the edge of my door, slowly pushed it open. No. The sheets were soaked red. Terrible shapes lay in the bed. Twisted and still, I stumbled back. A hand clamped over my mouth, fighting the urge to scream. Thump, thump. Footsteps above me. Did you hear that? A, a woman's voice. Yeah, a man's voice replied. I think someone's downstairs. I bolted, my feet slipping against the marble floors, leaving the stolen goods. I ran out of the house across the front yard. I drove into the car panting and peeled out there. I was right. It was the perfect house to rob. But somebody had gone there first. Hmm. How's that scary? It's not. I was just trying to. Honestly, that was stupid. I need another one. But you're going to do yours now. Uh, I haven't read mine either. So oh, yeah. Like... Hold on. Let me stop sharing so that, you know, you can. Have... Oh, wait. Hold on. Sorry. Give me permissions. Uh, so let me just hold on really quickly. Uh, Takes so long, Paul. Oh my gosh! I forget how to do it. Hold on. Um, this little button by by security. Oh, uh, yeah. Hold on. Wait. 
Hold on, I'm yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really bad at this. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I did it! 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 <laughs> <laughs> like a freaking demon ghost. Speaking of demons, just like my voice. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I, I put on my voice changer. Big flex. All right. All right, here it is. My wife and I bought a ranch in the mountains last year, and my neighbor had some interesting suggestions on how to manage our new land. This does not sound scary at all. This is literally just Jesus. This wait, I'm way too long. I'm in a. Oh my gosh, you could pick another one if you want. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, close that out. It's freaking like an essay right there. Uh, just unsubbed. Nope, don't want that. Uh, no. Um, I create created my first app using Flutter that aggregates top short stories. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Um, ooh, uh, try to scroll down a little bit, I guess. Really? No stories? What? Why? Wait. Well, come on, man. Oh, wait. No, I'm at the story part. What the heck are you at? I don't even know. Wait, hold on. Um, did you... Okay. Try to go back to no sleep. Like, go to your chat, I guess. No, like your search bar. I don't use or Reddit, man, so I don't even know. Well, neither do I. How do you get there? I, I don't know, your chat bar. You know how to type in no sleep? Oh, just no sleep? All right. Yeah, no spaces. No spaces. All right. God. The one with 14 million members? Yep. There we go. Uh, yeah. Then I think the scary story should be here. <laughs> Not the story thread. No. Hmm. This actually sounds. Ooh. All right. You can do this one. Good luck. Oh, let me just see how long it is. I mean, it, this is. We got all the time in the Who world. Cares? What time is it? No, I don't it's, know. We're fine. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. All right. Stage is yours. Just read out the title and you can start. Uh, all right. Sorry. It's my bad. Cool. Everything is just like cracked out for a second. Anyway. In an old or orphanage I used to live, to live in, we were taught to never respond to the children's giggles. There's an old, run-down path you can take, situated deep within the secluded woodlands of a deserted town you never know the name of. There are no hospitals, state stations, or hotels for miles on end. It'll be just you and the path. You can feel the withered... Cicadas. Cicadas. Being, being sorry. 
Sorry, I, just, I had to, I wanted to do it. Cicadas being crushed under your feet while the chilling wind passing secrets in the trees. You can marvel at the bright orphanage and yellow canopies showering leaves all around you as you make your way through the through the foliage that has seeped its way into the deteriorating soil. I got that right. You can see how the how the god rays illuminate through every natural crevice, and you can think it all is perfect. But like the saying, there is no light without darkness. A darkness stalked these woods in a different form you cannot imagine, and what it can offer you will seem to you it will seem too good to resist. Do not fall for its schemes. Schemes, sorry. It avoids a strong will but easily picked up. Uh, picks off the gullible. If you follow the same path to the end, you can emerge to a vast hillside. You can stand where I once stood, and in the distance will be ruins of an old stone-walled orphanage. The structure was not always an orphanage. Its history dated back years with an origin as a monastery. Its, its, its conversion sought to, to help the poor children who had no homes nor families to go and became a warm refuge to those helpless souls, one of which included me. I was very young at the time, and I remember arriving at the orphanage in the back of a coughing truck. It was the miracle how it managed not to break down and the speed it moved. The, the other boys and I desperately clung on for our lives the entire trip. Something fell out of place as my feet touched the gravel walkway that led up to the towering mahogany doors. I did not know if the other boys could feel it too. The silence, however, indicated what we all sensed inside. There was nowhere else to go. It was either this or living on the streets. The doors opened with a creak and an elderly nun approached the vehicle, leaving indents in the gravel with each step. She softly spoke something to the driver who gave us all a smirk before re re reversing out of the lot. She then beckoned us to follow. Getting, clo getting closer, the orphanage stood taller than ever. I nervously stayed behind the other kids until we reached the doors. The nun held the door open for us and ushered us in. From the moment I stepped foot through that entrance, it became my home. I learned later that the nun's name was Miss Edith. She was the head coordinator of the other nuns and workers. We had a quick orientation in one of the many auditoriums. She explained that the orphanage had m many levels and it was easy to get lost very quickly. Towards the end of the lecture, Miss Edith's tone became very serious and she let out the ground rules. Most of them were fairly straightforward until she asserted the very last one. Every day before any of the clocks in this orphanage strikes 6 p.m., all of you must be present in this auditorium. Your lives depend on it. Whispers erupted between the boys along the confused looks. Quiet. This may, this may sound absurd to some of you, but I assure you, it's for your own good. A dangerous power dwells within the forests around this orphanage, and it awakens each day after 6 p.m. when the sun sets. None of you are trained to withstand it yet. Therefore, until we teach you, you must be here to avoid its effects. Hence why there are no windows in this particular room. It's safest, it is the safest location of the entire orphanage and can accommodate all of you. She continued, this process will take some time to get used to. Everyone must be accounted for 30 uh, minutes to an hour prior to 6 p.m. 
The doors to this room will be locked afterward and no one is let in or out. Am, am I clear? We all uh, uh, nodded. Any brief, qu brief questions or concerns? One of the kids raised his hand. Um, miss, what exactly are we hiding from? Giggles, boys. Voices that giggle. They may sound like children playing or singing in certain times, and they may seem to appear from all directions. They will ask you questions that will in, in, induce you to respond. If you even utter one word, it will not end well. I promise to all of you, what lurks behind these sounds is a malignant force that you do not want to encounter if you are prepared properly. How long does it take to prepare? Another boy asked. It depends. Some of you may be born with the gift already. Others need time to build a defense. We will find out as the training begins in the next few weeks. I urge, all, I urge you all once again to obey this rule exactly or face the consequences. We, we, had, we had more inquiries, but she agreed to answer all of them at a different time. We were assigned to our rooms. We had tried to, to get settled in to our new surroundings. Hours later, at around 5.15, all the boys anxiously piled into the auditorium. The nuns and workers were present as well, and we patiently waited for 6 p.m. to arrive. Once the clock space struck 6 o'clock exactly, we braced for what was, for, for what was to come. Except nothing extraordinary happened. We ended up waiting in silence for the next two hours, and apart from partial vibra vibrations that shook the walls slightly, nothing else occurred. This process went on for the next week or so, and we began to get a, used, a little used to it. I was beginning to think of, no, of, no, of nothing of it until Herod committed the unexplainable. Herod was a bulky, disobedient fool. He loved getting into trouble and especially enjoyed picking on the younger, less fit kids. Unfortunately, since I was one of the smallest kids there, his prime hobby was getting me into trouble. On that fateful day, 40, 40 minutes before 6 p.m., he dragged me down to the basement level and, lo and locked me in one of the restrooms as a humorous punishment. Herod, cut it out. It's not my fault that Miss e Edith caught, caught you stealing in her office. Shut up, dwarf. Always ruining the fun for the, for the rest of us. Herod, you know the rules. We we don't get into the auditorium. We're, we're screwed. Let me let me out of here. You really believe that crap? You know it's all fake, right? They pile all the idiots into the room so that they can go th go go through our stuff in the quarters. I know what they're t what they're t trying to do to me, and I'm not going to buy their act. Okay, I believe. Okay, I believe whatever the hell you want. L look, I'm sorry. Just get me out. Just get me out of here. He chuckled. Yeah, right. Stay, stay here. Stay here, dwarf. While I go explore. I begged some more and the rattle and rattled the door bars, uh, but he but he was al already gone by then. I spent the next cr crucial m minutes brute forcing the door with my sh with my shoulder, almost dislocating it. Since the entire building was very old and the basement room appeared to, to not be in it in use for decades, rust and grime had weakened the hinges. After losing a lot of time, I. Out, I, I astoundingly managed to shove my way out. The quarters were the trickiest to navigate since, since the lower level surroundings were unfamiliar to me. As I stepped into 
one of the hallways. I heard the chime of several clocks. It was already 6 p.m. I frantically began to pick up my pace and immediately spotted Herod at the far end of the same corridor, standing next to one of the the, the, the windows with his back towards me. His ears were pressed against the glass. Herod, I screamed. He stepped back, stunned not from my voice, but from the window that began shuddering violently. I bolted as fast as my legs could carry me, yet I was not able to reach him in time. The window pane at the end of the hallway shot open, and I could see the instant stunned expression on Herod's face. Ominous lights flickered around his irises. Multiple giggles and voices bounced off the walls in the narrow chamber in unusual childish tones, mimicking uh, uh, nursery rhymes. Hi, Herod. Hello, Herod. You want to play a game with us? Not even into character? Come on, man. I don't get into character, Paul. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, all right. You you, you do the you do the giggles. Boo. All right, fine. All I'll right. do it. Hi, Herod. <laughs> Hello, Herod. <laughs> Want to play with us? 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 <laughs> that was good, Paul. That was nice. I bit my tongue hard. I squinted my eyes and pushed my way towards him. It felt as if I was battling an invisible current. Paul? Oh, sorry. Stop trying. <laughs> trying. 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 Dino, Dino, Dino. Gabby's presentation. Dino, Dino. Cool, cool. <laughs> that, 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 that's All right, continue. We got to show them the, in the future. All right. <clears throat> the giggles continued to resound around me in spontaneous repetitions, and it got tougher the closer I approached Herod. When I finally reached him, he was still in the trance, and his gaze remained unaltered. The giggles were more prevalent than ever. (laughs) No. No. No, no. (laughs) No, no, no. No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> <I> Nino. <mean, yo. laughs> <laughs> I grabbed continue. Him, his shoulders and attempted to shake to, to shake him out of the spell, but to not, but to but to no avail. As my efforts vainly whittled away, the giggles interrupted with one last question in a soothing in a soothing lullaby like tone. Hey kid, you wanna see your parents? Parents, parents. <laughs> it took every fiber of me, with, being not being not to respond. A, li- a lifetime of neglect and abandonment sat at the tip of of my tongue, along with depression, anger, a- aching to to finally explode, to finally receive what I had longed for. But do you remember what? When I differentiated with the strong willed from the gullible, I dug my, my teeth into the surface of my tongue. I could taste the blood f- from my re- ruptured vessels. I attempted once more to grab Herod, though unconsciously re- resisted again, and he was abnormally strong to fight against. I watched in dismay as as watery streams trickled down his scared cheeks and faint smile tugged across his dazed expression only one word escaped his lips see 
at this point, <laughs> at this point, this is where my recollection is a little foggy. The, the, the confines of my mind vaguely recall a flash of tremendous bright light before the window shattered. I saw myself lying on the floor, heavily disoriented, staring at the spot where Herod once was. What remained in his place were only Herod's shoes and clothing, drenched in red and spread across in, perf in perfect unison, never to witness their owner's return. The many, many days have passed after that incident. Days have now become countless years. Today, what is left behind is only a pile of a rubble with the, with the answers to my questions buried under it. And at the last time, has still revealed one, se one secret. The giggles were not sh just from any random source. Instead, they were molded from the voices of those who disobeyed the rule and had to face the true consequences. Dun, dun, dun. That was a good story. Kind of dug with the story. That's cool. That's kind of that, cool. was, that was really good. So uh, you think I think you did a pretty great job, Jack. That was amazing. I think we have time for about one more. Uh, I'm going to do this one because mine wasn't scary. Um, Paul. What? Put on your frog head just, re just real quick. My, I don't have it with me. What? Why? Please say who you were for Halloween. Are you sure, Jack? Yes. All right. For Halloween, I was an irrelevant podcaster who turned into a frogman. You know, as you do. Casually. Uh huh. All right. Uh, for some reason, the one that I picked. Uh. Oh. Ooh. Wait. No. Wait. No. Not scary. Wait. Nah. Uh. Jack, actually, please stop. That was not nice. Okay, actually, I'm gonna. You know, I I'm gonna meet you. Let me just. Funny joke? No, not funny. What kind of car? Bro, he drive? deleted it. A Toyota. Stop. Please stop. Funny joke? You don't even sound like freaking Yoda. I, know. I can't do a Yoda impression. It's sad. It really is. Oh, what the heck? I can only do JFK from Cologne High and Kronk. Those are the only two impressions I can do. Do you dare me to uh, do an R slash no sleep in my JFK voice? Yeah. No, tr try and do a Kronk. I want I want to hear your Kronk impression. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. uh, wait, hold on. I'll only do the first paragraph. All right, you ready? Yeah. Whoa. 
But I've been jobless for many months now. My old boss dropped me due to the pandemic. Whoa, I need money badly. <laughs> my bills are overdue. You I need like to pay off my- Me need to money now. <laughs> I have been jobless for months now. My old boss dropped me due to the pandemic. I need back money at the quick, badly. Back at the quickie mart. I've been jobless for many months now. My bo- my old boss dropped me due to the pandemic. I need money badly. No, okay. I'm, I'm just going to do my scary monotone voice. Yeah. No, that's my <laughs> anime voice. Two different things. <laughs> I've been badly. I, I've been jobless for months now. My old boss dropped me due to the pandemic. I need money badly. My bills are overdue, and I need to pay off my debt. And while while I was biking to my mom's house, I saw a billboard of an agency hiring housekeepers, promising they'd pay $15 per shift. I called my mom and told her I won't be able to go to her house today because I'm going to apply for a job. I biked speedily to the address listed on the billboard, not even thinking of the consequences. When I arrived, I was weirded out by the lack of people in the building. There wasn't anyone in the lobby, but there was a sign at the door saying applicants proceed to floor five. I went in the building slowly and I got in the elevator. When I got to the floor, there were probably only three people in there. I approached one of them and asked, hi, where can I apply? The guy pointed to a room at the very end. I thanked him and walked to the room. I entered and there was no one there. I looked at the three people sitting at their desk earlier hoping they weren't gone too. And sure enough, they vanished. My heart was beating like crazy. I hate getting creeped out. I rushed to the elevator and pressed the button going to the lobby. But when the doors opened, I was still on the same floor. At this point, I I feel like I'm gonna pass out. Just when I was about to break the window, I saw a paper sitting on the desk and it said, if you're seeing this, then you've been tricked. You can't escape. If you try to jump out the window, nothing will happen. You'll just end up waking up at the office again. I have also been tricked, but luckily I got out. If for some reason you do escape, please run to the police immediately. I couldn't go to the police station because for some reason the people in the office knew about me escaping. And now they're looking for me. Follow these rules if you want to get out. Step one, go to the room that the guy pointed at And before you close the door, stomp three times. If you don't hear anyone answer, wait for a minute and proceed to step two. But if you hear someone stomp back, lock the door immediately. Wait for 10 minutes and stomp again. If you hear someone stomp back again, then repeat the process. Once you get out the room, go to the desk with the blue table. Do not touch the table. Simply observe the table. If the color doesn't change, then do step three. But if the table turns red, scream at the top of your lungs. If the table changes back to blue, you're safe. If the table doesn't change color or changes to into another color, such as green or yellow, run to any room and lock the doors. Wait exactly three minutes before going out. Proceed. Number three, proceed to the elevator. There will be a woman with you. If she talks to you, politely respond to her, but never look at her. If she asks you to do anything, make up an excuse. Once the doors open, let her go out first, but make sure you look at her face. She just told 
me not to. What? Step four. You are now on floor 13. Keep the elevator door open and say, where are you? If someone responds in a meeting, then proceed. If someone answers anything else, go back to floor two and run to a room. Wait 12 minutes and repeat the process starting from step two. Go to a room with a yellow door. Step five. Go to a room with a yellow door. Wait three minutes and you'll be transported to a lobby and you are safe to go. If you hear a scream before you enter the door, run as fast as possible to the red room. Make sure you are in the red room. If you're in any other room, then you're done. Don't bother opening the door because it's locked. If you're in the red room, knock on the door slowly, 10 times before going out. If there's still a scream before you enter yellow room, repeat. I got every step right, but why am I not being transported? I've been standing here for 30 minutes now. I checked the paper again, and when I checked back, there's something written in capital letters. Do not communicate with anyone. If you do, you are going to be stuck in the yellow room for eternity. And don't bother trying killing yourself because you will resurrect in, in the yellow room. There's no way out. I've called everyone I know, but the calls don't go through. I'm spending eternity in this room. Jack, did you even hear anything? I did. It was very good. I loved it. Thank you. You did so good, Paul. Thank you. Wow, that was a lot. And do you know what else is a lot? The end of this episode. Oh, that was a really bad transition, but it still works. Well, we reached the end of the episode. Remember, if you like stuff like this, um, consider following or subscribing uh, because it We would our... greatly appreciate it. Because also, it boosts our ego. Almost at a thousand plays. Come on, Please. road to a thousand, road to a thousand. But by the end of this year, which honestly now seeing probably won't be that hard considering we only need 40 more. But you never know. You never know. You World never know. So right please, now. everyone, go and listen to every episode at least once. And if you're feeling like it, go and listen to it to a second time. Because you oh, know. And if you want to find the best episode, season one, episode three. Yep. Best episode ever. And guess who we're going to have back on? Wait, shush, 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 I mean, no, shush, shut up. We're shush, not having that. Shush, what are you talking shush, about? Shush, shush, Dale, shush. coming back on. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, what are you shut talking up. about? It's never going to happen. Not December. No, no, it's still years. Not, not going to happen in December. Definitely not going to have a two hour long episode. Yeah, definitely not going to have December. a two hour episode about classified information that I can't explain, display yet. Definitely not with uh, Dale, too. Yeah, but uh, end of the episode. Um, Like I said, that's all I have to say. Uh, hope everyone has a great November. Uh, cool things this year. Presidential elections. Let's see who wins. Yay. Oh, God. Don't. Yeah, do I, not. No, no, I'm stopping there. All right. Yep. Uh, uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm. uh, that's, <laughs> that's it from us. So, uh, sayonara, folks. Anything you want to say, Jack? Only the demons will come for you at night. You have no chance of surviving. Oh, wait, shoot. No, I accidentally clicked out of my voice changer. Crap. Oh, well. Sign our folks. Goodbye.